You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie show. I am Erica Holmes. I go by Queen Aerie because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. Like the Bible says, we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. And so we must accept our identities because, like I always say, once we know our identity, we therefore know our authority. That's very important. So I pray that this message we're going to be talking about blesses you powerfully today. We're going to be talking about face off. I'm excited about this message, you know, because it's time to deal with the inner me because God has need of you. But the question is, are you willing to go through your healing process? Are you willing to go through that deliverance process? We're going to get into this a bit more, but let us pray before we start. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to come before your people. I thank you for moving within this episode, within this session like never before. I ask you, Father, that you literally get the glory, that you literally move how you see fit and touch every heart that needs to be heart, uh, need to be touched. I ask you, Father, that the deliverance and healing process that those who are watching need, that they literally leave better than they came. We ask you, all these things in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you, uh, you again, guys, for tuning in. I'm super excited about this because I get excited about when we talk about healing and deliverance because of my process and my story that many of you already um, have heard about. But I believe within this time that it, it, I sense it's time to deal with us like never before. We have to understand that because a lot of times when we go through life, we'll say uh, external forces are to blame, whether we say it's the devil, whether we say it's a husband, a wife or a friend. But the real question is, are we ready and are we willing to look in the mirror because it's time to defeat the giant within? You guys, did you hear that? I want us, it may be uncomfortable at times, but it is time to defeat the giant within because a lot of times, many people don't recognize, they don't realize this. A lot of times what we see on the outside of that, us is a direct reflection as to what is going on on the inside of us. And we can no longer use excuses and cover it up, but it's time to have a face off with yourself. You guys, it's 2021. Yes, a lot of things happen in 2020. And this is not just a message to get you excited, get your momentum going for the beginning of the year, but, and then it fades. But this is, I'm giving this message because God led me to, because it's time to put in the work. It's time to go beyond not only this year, but for your future as well, because again, God has need of you. And, and, you know, I feel that a lot of us have allowed God to use us to a certain extent, but then all of a sudden it's like a, a glass ceiling or an unprofitable pattern happen, whether that's in your finances, whether that's in your relationships, it seems like you can never get to that next place. And I want to let you know that it's not a coincidence. You guys, not at all. God is trying to get your attention. And so, um, what needs to be dealt with is what I like to call the loud secret. My book, The Loud Secret, it talks about my testimony. You guys can get this on Amazon.com. Look at my name. It's called The Loud Secret. And so uh, my book is about the process that God had to bring me through. And The Loud Secret 
it was a secret that I thought I was keeping. However, it was speaking and screaming loudly because I was not healed. And so a loud secret is anything that you have not dealt with. It could be a traumatic from a traumatic situation. It's something that you're trying to cover up, but it's, it's you're not doing a very good job because it's, it's showing in your attitude. It's showing within your finances. It's showing within your relationships. And it's time to deal with loud secrets. Again, it can be challenging you all, but we have to know that we can um, it, we can acknowledge these challenging situations and we are not going to allow anything else to block our blessings with what God is trying to give us. We don't want to be the blessing blocker in our own lives. It's, it may sound funny, but it's the truth. It is really the truth. You may not hear this type of message a lot, but it is needed for this time. No more excuses. We cannot no longer play the blame game. This message is being delivered so that we can heal to that next level that God desires for us. And so, again, I know for me, I talk about my testimony a lot uh, because God did something. My goodness, he did something amazing within my life from dealing with the sexual abuse, from, you know, being broken, raping, all that type of stuff. He brought me out of that so that I can have a testimony to help you all. But this is the thing about God. He didn't force me to get healed. He allowed me to begin to pay attention to the unprofitable patterns that were happening. And then I said, enough is enough. I said, I'm ready for something else. I'm ready for wholeness. I'm ready for more happiness. And when I got to the place of saying, I'm ready for something to change. Guess what? God came in and flooded me and he's going to do the same thing for you. And so I could not thrive the way that God wanted me to. Yes, he was using me, but he couldn't bring me to that next place within him because I was so broken, but I allowed God to heal me. I allowed God to uh, start that process, which helped me. And now I'm here today. And so I want to ask you all, what do you have yet to deal with? I'm going to take a moment because even if you have to go grab a piece of paper, I want you to be transparent and real with yourself because again, it is time to defeat the giant within the thing that tries to stop you from getting what God want you to have the sabotaging spirit that may have been there, uh, some type of generational curse, but God is saying you can be free today. So again, what do you have yet to deal with? What are you hiding? It may not be intentional, but it may be due to fear. You're, you're hiding something. You don't want to tell your spouse something about your past or this or that, but you see it affecting the relationship. And so I, I want to ask you this as well. So while you're, you're taking inventory and you're asking yourself these questions, do you believe that you are currently right now living the life that God has intended for you to live? I want you to be real with yourself. If you're watching this with somebody else, it's okay. You can, you know, take it, take the inventory um, internally. But do you believe that you are right now living the life that God has intended for you to live? Are you comfortable with being who God has created you to be? See, you guys, these are all imperative, uh, imperative uh, questions. They're important because we have to realize that we were literally sent to earth to be used by God. Think about that. You think about this, if God, if just for instance, an invention that a person may have created um, or even a meal that somebody may have created, um, we have to allow like a can opener. It, it has a purpose. 
we cannot get upset at, at a can opener because it's not heating up our food. That's not its purpose. So, and I'm saying this to say there's a lot of things that God has chosen us for, that's called us for, but a lot of times we can't fulfill our purpose, again, because something's blocking or stopping it. And you think about this as well. If a chef is in the kitchen and there's a pot full of old food and he comes in there excited saying, hey, I'm ready to make a new meal, a new dish, is can he at that moment make the new dish with that pot? The answer is no. Why? Because he has to clean it out. We have to allow God to clean the inside of that pot out, remove that old food so that he can make that new delicious uh, dish for us that rest, give us restoration so that we can move forward again with what God is calling for us to do. And so the scripture, this reminds me of the scripture and it talks about the new wine into old wine skins. And, um, but we, uh, but even within that passage of scripture, we're going to read it. Something had to change in order for something to be retained. So the cracks, you know, would per se need to be sealed. The outside and the inner man needs to be restored. And so in Matthew chapter nine, verses 16 through 17, it reads, no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on on an old garment for the patch will pull away from the garment and a worse tear will result. 17, neither do men pour new wine into old wine skins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will spill, and the wine skins will be ruined. Instead, they pour new wine into new wine skins, and both are preserved. And what is God, what is God saying within this passage? You may have a different revelation, but what God shared with me regarding this specific passage is he's saying, I want to restore you. I want to restore you. God is saying he wants to restore you. He wants it to make it so that you can handle what he desires to give you so that you can handle what, how he desires to use you. Again, you think about a jar, a jar with an, with a crack in it, no matter, no matter how much water or liquid that's poured in it, it won't be able to keep it because it's going to constantly leak out. No matter how much God pours into a broken vessel, if you don't allow yourself to be healed, you won't be able to retain what he wants to give you. You won't be able to grab that revelation and then see change to occur. And this is a message of love. This is a message. If you are um, realizing right now, you're saying, hmm, there is something that I need to do with. I'm excited for you because God is going to do something so mighty within your life. And I literally believe before the end of this message is over, I believe some restoration is going to occur. I believe that you are going to begin to even feel a greater joy and a greater fulfillment because you know why you've decided to deal with that thing. So I want to right now, when I was on the study about face off, the the parable of the sower uh, came to me. And so I'm going to read this and we're just going to Um, flow with what God said. And so Matthew 13, we're going to read one through nine. It says that same day, Jesus went out of the house by the sea. It says such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down. It says while all the people stood on the shore and he told them many things in parables saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed and he was so, and as he was sowing some seed fell um, along the path and the birds came and devoured it 
Then it says some fell on rocky ground where it didn't have too much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun rose, the seedlings were scorched and they withered because they had no root. You guys, it says other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the seedlings. It still other seeds fell on good ground and produced a crop. A hundredfold, sixtyfold, or thirtyfold. He who has an ear, let him hear. Again, I want to ask you, what is God saying? You may have your interpretation, revelation about what He's told you before, but what the Holy Spirit told me during this time, I said, well, what was it that you wanted to read or you wanted me to understand during uh, while reading this scripture? And He said, I wanted you to understand that your foundation has to be secure. Your foundation, your life, your hope, your faith. Who you are has to be in God, which is your security so that you can retain what it is that he's giving you. When the farmer's coming out, putting the seeds there, there's nothing that is causing you not to have a a deep root. You know, there's nothing that's preventing you from not allowing God to move forward. That's the place where God want us to be. This is the thing you all. It's not that God doesn't answer prayers is that a lot of times he allows us to get things, but we don't retain it. And I've said that a lot. And I'm going to continue to say that because I want you guys to grab a hold of this revelation. Can you keep what God wants to give you right now? And so let's talk about it. And so even even though I read that parable uh, when I was doing this study, Um, As I was doing this study, I actually had a vision and I believe it was before that scripture. God gave me the scripture about the sower, but I had a vision of of green grass growing and the root was kind of deep. You know, it wasn't too shallow, but it was kind of deep and it looked pretty on the outside. You know, a lot of times how we could do, we could be, we could be all dressed up, made up, you know, um, hair done, everything, but be so broken and depressed on the inside. And so, but within this vision, it looked so pretty on the outside. It was green, but below it, we, uh, I had to understood, I had to understand this within this vision. Um, God was showing me, even though it had a root, it wasn't an extremely long, uh, root. And that if the wind blew it hard enough, it would literally uprooted and blow it away. If there was enough water within that area, it would have drowned out that flower or that grass and then it would have died. And then God began to say, he said, I desire your roots to be long, to be strong, to be connected to me, that he, you know, he's ultimately the vine. And we have to understand that anything that's connected to God, guess what, will always bounce back. It will return. It will be restored no matter what it goes and grows through you guys. And so again, this is just reiterating what God is saying during this time. Um, I I even want to bring it to this level because we're talking about face off and sometimes we have issues because they're self-confidence issues because the way we view ourselves is not healthy, you know? And so I want to ask you again, if you have a piece of paper, that's fine. Or you could be taking inventory silently within. I want to ask you, uh, when you think about yourself, what do you think about? I'm going to take a few moments because I want you to really start thinking about this. 
And I believe some people, again, are getting some, like, this is an aha moment or a rhema word that God's given because he wants things to change for us, you guys. And so when you think about yourself, what do you think about? I want to ask you, is it judgmental? Do you think about, so when somebody, you know, for say, uh, for example, we were doing an exercise and I said, okay, well, here's a piece of paper, write 10 things about yourself. Do you immediately think about your failures? Or do you think about what I should have changed uh, here? I should have changed uh, there. Do you live in regret? If so, what is that connected to? These are ways for us to realize what are, what's the root that is trying to prevent us from moving forward. Again, I talk about it um, so much within my book, The Loud Secret, but when we can identify the root of the negative thing that is trying to occur, it could have been, um, you know, some type of traumatic situation that happened. When we can identify that root, then we could resolve that thing. As we know, if you know, if, if uh, we know the name of something, you know, when it comes to deliverance, healing, if you know the name of that spirit, you call that spirit out and it has to leave. And so um, this is why I'm, I want to ask these questions so that it becomes easy, easier for you to identify what you need to do so that you can see the change that God wants you to see. And so, and even during this time while you're thinking, it may come up that you need to ask for forgiveness from uh, from someone. The root of it may be something that your mom did when you were younger and you still have not let it go, but it's affecting your relationships moving forward. If that's the case, you have to be okay with letting it go, you all. Let it go. You have to be okay with letting it go because, again, if the divorce was the reason behind the terrible um, insecurities that you currently have, you have to allow God to heal that thing. And sometimes divorces can happen because of pretty much of what I just said. Um, you could have, you could have watched your parent go through a terrible situation when you were younger and you never healed from that. And you, you went from a confused kid to a broken um, or more confused adult, but you never deal with that. Then you thought, okay, I'm getting a relationship and um, everything's going to be good. But you notice you push, you've been pushing everybody away. And this could be the second, the third marriage that you've been in. It's not to, um, point fingers at you, but it's to say, God wants you to have more. He wants you to have better. And so we have to learn how to deal with these things. And I'm so passionate about this again, because healing and deliverance was my portion. And I also um, am finishing up my uh, master's being a, for a mental health uh, therapist. And these are the type of things that we talk about because literally Everything is connected to something, okay? You guys, everything is connected to something, and we have to understand this. Even though we may have um, dealt with some traumatic things, dealt with some things that weren't, that didn't feel comfortable or that we wish we would not have, we can leave all that behind and heal and then move forward because God has a better life for you. We have to understand that our confidence, when we connect our confidence to God, that is the surety that we need to proceed, you guys. And that is what's going to help you bury in, not bury, but that's what's going to help you deal with those negative issues and know that, um, they're not just going to disappear. They're not just going to issues do not disappear. If you sweep them under the rug and if you leave them, they eventually come back up. I want to let you know that your freedom from anything is going to take your participation. I remember 
like I said, I was playing the blame game a lot, you know, when I had to go through my process and I was upset at this, at this abuser, at this person that did that to me. And I was just like, I'm not doing anything. And so I got to a point, like I said, of being so uncomfortable that I said, okay, God, whatever it takes, I will participate in my healing and deliverance and I will let go. First thing God told me to do, he said, forgive. When I forgave, listen everything began to change in my life. And I began to see that God's power is real, but faith without works is dead. There was something that I had to do in order to see the results that God wanted me to have. And so um, I know for myself, I'll just kind of self-disclose a little bit more. I know for myself, I uh, dealt with extreme panic attacks for about eight to nine months. And I was rushed to the emergency room Every week, rushed to the emergency room, thought I was having a heart attack. I thought this was happening, that was happening. And it, and um, that was what woke me up because all those years I said, I'm fine with burying this. And God said, no, I've used you, but I need to use you more. And so it took me literally going through that process of eight to nine months of being rushed to the emergency room, of going to the ambulance, going to a counselor's office, having an ambulance and police having to come get me from there because I was having a panic attack so bad, being rushed to the emergency room multiple times. It took all of that to happen just for me to say, okay, God, I will participate. I will let you uh, do this, uh, go through this healing process for me. And guess what, guys, I'm a living testimony that this stuff works. If you allow God to heal you, you allow God to deliver you, no matter how uncomfortable it is, it's going to work. I had to have a face off with the inner me, a face off with the spirit of self-sabotage that had been sabotaging me for years. I was silent. I didn't tell anybody what happened to me for over 20 years because of fear, because the enemy was telling me they're not going to believe you this or that. 20 years, I was silent. I was silent, but I had to have a face off with myself and say, you know what? I'm going to live and I'm going to have a better life. And when I did that, amazing things happen. We have to understand when we accept what Jesus has done, literally we have that security of, again, our certificate of security that we can come out on top when we are victorious in whatever we go through. I'm telling you, yes, the physical abuse, the sexual abuse may have happened, but you could still embrace your wholeness by going through your healing process today. These things need to be talked about. Like I said, we may not Uh, hear about these messages often, but they are necessary, you guys, um, in order to overcome what you've um, been through to use it as a testimony. And so um, I want to read this story, just as few verses for from the story of Gideon, because I'm going to do this briefly, but I want to read this because I want you to understand that even he couldn't even see uh, who God had called him to be initially, and it was because of past experiences. And so it says, Gideon, Judges chapter 6, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree and was in Oprah, which belonged to Joash the Abezerite, while the son of Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. <laughs> Verse 13, Gideon said to him, oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all of this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of the Midianites. 
Then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianite. Have I not sent you? Listen to what Gideon uh, told him. He said, verse 15. So he said to him, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? He said, indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I'm the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you. You shall defeat the Midian Midianites as one man. Then the Lord, then he said to the, said to him, if now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you that is talking to to me and do not depart from here. I pray until I come to you and bring out the offering and set it before you. I want to ask you, I mean, you think about it after reading that, why was it so hard for Gideon to believe what was being told in him at that moment? And it was because he was measuring what God told him based off of his past and his own strength alone. You know, God wanted to work through him to pull the warrior out of him, which is the same thing that God's going to do for you. The king will come forth out of you. The queen will come forth out of you as you deal with that inner me. And um, there's another story. I'll just briefly paraphrase this, but I think this is important. It talks about the man at the tomb in Matthew 5, verse 120. I want you guys to read this when you can. But it talks about how Jesus got out of the boat and he met that man that had an unclean spirit. Nothing could hold the man. The unclean spirit would just torment him all the time. He would break chains and all of that. And everybody was afraid. I want you guys to uh, listen to this. So on verse five, it says night and day in the tombs in the mountain. He kept crying out, you guys, and cutting himself with stones. I wanted to highlight that. And then Jesus eventually delivered him from what it was that he was going through. But he um, had to approach Jesus, even though those evil spirits were in him, guys, guess what? He approached Jesus, even though they were saying, you know, they didn't want to be uh, sent out of that region. He still had to approach him and we have to approach Jesus the same way. We have to keep in mind that that man was not always like that. It said that he was like that for years, but it, it did not say he was born that way. Something happened to make him um, go to that level, that, that level of severity where no one could be around him, where he was living in a cave and he needed healing and deliverance. And when Jesus showed up on the scene, guess what? Wholeness came to that man. He was in his right mind and he was clothed and people were afraid. And I'm saying that because he had a face off. Even though Jesus did that for him, Jesus is with you and he can do that for you as well. You are not alone. This is your time for healing, for deliverance, for freedom. It belongs to you. God created us whole. We have to move forward in life and go forth with that truth that God has given us. To, uh, given us. So no matter who said you were dumb in school, guess what? You're not dumb. You are intelligent. Know that God qualifies those that he called. You don't have to say, I don't have skills for this or that. Trust God. Let him bring that king and queen out of you, okay? So your eyes to be open to the, free, the freedom, the, uh, the deliverance that God wants you to have, Preacher, come forth, pastor, come forth, musician, come forth, designer, come forth, therapist, whatever God has called you to be, the, your past cannot stop you from moving forward within that thing. You guys, I pray that this message bless you powerfully during this time. Deal with the giant within because by Jesus stripes, you're healed. You belong to him. Be bold, be courageous, have faith. And you guys, like I always love to say, 
The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television. Empower me with airy, 